Kilaim Pertes Mishnehe, line 5. Mochiksus, salesman of clothing. We're talking here about a Jewish salesperson. He's peddling some Shana's clothing, and he's selling it to non-Jews. That's not a problem, because there's no problem with a non-Jew wearing Shatnas. The Mishnah says, Mochrin Kedarkan. The Jewish salesperson can sell it as he normally does. That is to say, he could even act as a mannequin and try on the suit to show the customer how it fits. You know, the case is a woman comes in, she says, I want to buy that jacket. You look like you're about my husband's size. Can you just try it on so I can see it? So the salesperson could try it on, even though he's Jewish, even though it's shotness. Ubelvad um, provided that. He doesn't have a kavana that if it's sunny or summery outside, he's getting refuge from the sun or heat. And if it's rainy and cold outside, he's getting you know refuge from the cold. He's getting warmed up by his clothing. So as long as he hasn't got kavana to be warmed up or protected by the clothing, then it's not a problem for him to wear it if he's not wearing it for the sake of wearing it. He's wearing it for some other purpose. He's wearing it to you know show this woman who he's selling it to for argument's sake um, how it fits. Now, if you're paying attention, you remember in Mishnah base we said that there's no such thing as awry when it comes to shotness. You can't temporarily put on something as shotness as you know a costume or to sneak past the tax collector and so on and so forth. Um, if you're wearing it, you're wearing it, and it doesn't matter about your kavana. But here it says your kavana makes the difference. So the way the Bartner learns it is that this mission and that mission are actually irreconcilable. They're different sheet, they're different approaches, and as the case with a larger machlokus that permeates the whole of Shas, but especially in Hilchot Shabbos, and there's a machlokus between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon with Davashin and Miskaven. When you do something, but you don't intend to get the forbidden aspect that is the, the, an outcome, a ramification of what you're doing. So the classic example back in Hilchah Shabbos is dragging a bench to move the bench from point A to point B, and you're dragging the bench over um, a ground which may get a furrow. And because digging a furrow is prohibited in Shabbos, it's a malach of choresh, choresh is plowing. You can't plow ground and dig a furrow on Shabbos. So the question is, may one drag the bench if perhaps a furrow will be dug indirectly? Rabbi Yehuda says, Rabbi Yehuda says, no, you may not. Davershin and Miskavan is asar. Doesn't matter if you intend or didn't intend to do it. You can't, you can't pull the bench because the furrow could happen. And Rabbi Shimon says, provided that it's not a psikresha, provided it's not 100% certain that the furrow will be dug, it's not a problem to drag the bench. And if a furrow is dug, so what? Because it's a davershin and Miskavan. You weren't intending to do any plowing, Harisha. You're planning. Your intention was simply to move the bench from A to B. Simple as that. So Rabbi Shimon holds there and here as well that a davrish enum is kaven. If you're not intending to do something, so then it's not aser. So here, the way the bartender learns it is that our Mishnah, Mishnah Hay, is like Rabbi Shimon. Since you're not having kavana to do any levisha and you're wearing, you're putting it on to model the clothing, and you have no intention to get the benefits of the clothing. So, therefore, it's not a problem to put the shanis on. Whereas Rabbi Yehuda, whose opinion is reflected in Mishnah base, holds no, your intention doesn't matter. Uh, even a Dabr Shinamaskavan, even if you don't intend to wear or get the benefit of wearing, still, it's Asr. Now, that's how the Barthanur learns, and Barthanur speaks out that the Allah is like Rabbi Shimon, Dabr Shinamaskavan is Mutter, therefore, this Mishnah Hay overrides what we had in Mishnah base. Okay, that's how Barton learns, and that's that. Um, there are those who don't like 
the idea of the Mishnah hey overriding was said in Mishnah base, um, not just because the Mishnah comes inconsistent, but there's also no signposting in the Mishnah that there's two different people speaking. Both are Stam Mishnayas. One is you know, anonymously stated Mishnah and base, and here it's anonymously stated in hey, and there's no mention that there are two people speaking or different opinions are being reflected and so on. So others learn that what we're talking about here is that the Mochrik Sus, the peddler of this clothing, is not wearing the clothing to darken in his normal way. Rather, he's transporting the clothing in his normal way. Kind of like when you go to the dry cleaner and you have, like, you know, if you have 10 pairs of pants you give the dry cleaner, so you get on these 10 coat hangers and it's quite heavy and you can't, you know, carry it in your hands because it's too heavy and the coat hangers are digging into your hands. So what do you do? You kind of sling all those pairs of pants over your shoulder and, you know, holding the coat hangers with the with the trousers, you know, the pants going on your back, you carry it to where you have to go. So we're talking about, according to others, not the bartender, but others, that's what's happening here. This peddler of clothing is transporting his clothes. He's not wearing it at all, but it's on his back or on his shoulder. And that being the case, although it's not a problem of little silbush directly, not wearing, he's not wearing it, but it also said, lo lecha, I can't come upon you, um, which he's not, it is coming upon him. And there we said, the Torah understands that if it's coming upon your person, but you are not getting the benefits that are conferred by clothing normally, meaning it's not protecting you from the elements, so then it would be okay. So that is what the mission is saying here, according to other Mephoshim, that we're saying, if it's coming upon your back, but you're not wearing it, and you're not intending to get any benefits that normally wearing of clothing would give, like protection from the elements, then it's not a problem. Okay. Um, either way, the mission finishes off by saying, Vahatsnuim, those who are especially, um, particular regarding halacha, mafshilim b'makel. They wouldn't let the, either, according to the Bartonurus shot, they wouldn't put it on their person to model it. They would model it on like a stick and, um, you know, to show it on a stick because they wouldn't wear it directly. And according to other mafarshim, it's when they carry this rack of clothing, they wouldn't put it directly on their back. They'd, they'd have the, let's say, the hangers on a stick and carry the stick so that the clothing is directly resting upon them. Um, as far as the word snuim goes, so this might throw you for a loop, the, the word sanua, as in like hatsnei alechas, is referring to dignity. So that's like the, the starting point. So although the mission here means people who are especially dignified or hold themselves out to a higher you know, legal and, and, and moral standard than is let of the law, those people were careful. And they didn't let it, uh, either didn't wear it or didn't let it go on their back. And that's consistent with how we saw in Sechus, uh, pay, excuse me, in Sechus Demai, Periklov, Mishnavav, we had a story there that the Tznuan of Beis Hillel were strict like Beishamai regarding whatever the case was over there, selling, selling, uh, olives to people who don't keep Tumantara properly. In any case, that's what the Tznuan means here. People who are strict upon themselves regarding Halacha based on the fact that, that Tznuan means, um, dignified. Now, in our more common parlance, just to clarify, so although tsenua means dignified, it's um, it morphed in the direction towards uh, modesty, modesty of dress, and that became even further, you know, lent towards, um, you know, to to concealment of one's physicality and sort of, you know, not presenting oneself as a, as, a, as an object, like a sexual object. So that's how tsenua became one who's modest in dress, you know, um, but the origin of tsenias, and I would translate Sanua actually primarily as dignified. So here we have a person who, who holds himself to be very dignified. He wants, therefore, 
go above and beyond the, the bare letter of the law because he holds himself to that higher standard. So that person would be mafshilin b'makel, who would drape the clothing over a stick rather than, according to the Bartonura, to model it on his person or, according to other mafarshim, um, to transport it over his shoulder, even if he wasn't intending to get benefit um, from the clothing, you know, to protect himself from the elements.